0: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We're back after a week of scheduling mishaps. We are here with a really meaty Will Smith profile to discuss that ran in GQ by Wesley Lowry. Also, some Giorgio Baldi updates, aka uh, The Weeknd and Angelina Jolie are hanging out. More on that to come. Um... We also would like to discuss the latest photo set from of Bennefer in Central Park. Not on the rundown, but I just remembered, Amanda, we need to talk about Alana Heim becoming an actress in the Paul Thomas Anderson movie that's coming out. Something with like licorice, I don't know. You'll licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza sounds disgusting. Um l- let's get into it. Will Smith. I'm this is a noted Will Smith fan podcast. I yes. think many times we've we've indicated that we love Will Smith. Who doesn't love Will Smith? um he's got a few projects coming up and most notably i think in the, according to this profile a memoir uh but also two movies Right, that.
2: <laughs> I think, I think the profiles ranking of what's most notable and like Will yeah. Smith and the general public's ranking of what's most notable are, are probably slightly different,
0: but sure. But yeah, would you say, would you say that the, the profile is most interested in his book over his two movies that he is coming out? One well, yeah.
2: I mean, I, this profile makes me, this profile written by Res- Wesley Lowry, um, makes me very excited to read Will Smith's memoir. Me too. I was going to suggest that we do it together. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sounds really great. And it has the, the benefit of um, having read the memoir. And so being able, which he wrote, which Will Smith wrote with Mark Manson, who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, I have a book that I have just no knowledge about. I'm just going to be very honest about that up top. Nor I. But so Wesley Lowry has read the manuscript, um, kind of gets to preview some of it, which is great because you're just getting some Will Smith. And also gets to ask Will Smith about certain aspects of it. So I understand why it's like the focus of the profile, because it's Will Smith talking about Will Smith. And this is a um, piece about Will Smith. Uh, This movie is timed to King Richard, which is the Will Smith starring biopic, sort of. It's It's a movie in which he plays Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams. This is my most anticipated movie of the year. It did really well in festivals. Will Smith is definitely gunning for an Oscar, um, and which I feel fantastic about. Like me too. I like love, I. I would love, love Will Smith to win an Oscar. Same. And so I think this release of this book is definitely timed to be a part of the Oscar campaign. You know, it's all like going together. And then he's also currently on uh, on set. Well, at the time of the uh, writing of the piece, anyway working on an Antoine Fuqua project, Emancipation, which is a slave story of sorts. The piece talks, or Will Smith talks in the piece about how he's never played a slave before and the circumstances in which he was willing to do it and kind of what he wanted to portray with the story, which I think is really interesting. So yeah, there's a lot going on. But for me, you know, I have Oscar brains, so I do read it a little bit as like Oscar campaign. Sure. But it well, is also- if it is it's yeah. a great
0: kickoff because I too love this profile being like I'm excited for all these projects. Yeah. I um it was really the secondaries that the Wesley Lowry was able to get included um Bridget Moynihan and Serena Williams which sure. they both gave quotes for the piece and I I found that exhilarating. I was like this just speaks to who Will Smith is and also frankly to King Richard, the movie, which Serena seemed to be implicitly endorsing. Yes. And I I just thought, like, nothing makes us happier on Jam Session than real celebrities throwing their weight around. And that I felt like I could really feel the power and how much people love Will Smith from the fact that um, Serena responded to an email about this, as did Bridget Moynihan, who, like, definitely does not have an interest in relitigating the time Tom Brady broke up with her and then she was pregnant. So I just found that, like really great. Um, and I also, you know, Bill back at Grantland wrote this long piece about how Will Smith studied Eddie Murphy's career and like mm-hmm. wanted to, wanted to be, um, a, an even bigger star. And I, I felt like this piece really did a great job of giving Will Smith the credit he deserves for that. And sort of like, exact And like would nothing, that, nothing that's happened to Will Smith is an accident. Like he has been plotting his career, since he's been on the Fresh Prince really before, since he was rapping with DJ Jazzy Jeff and, and uh his friend's home studio. So I just felt like it was a really great profile in fact that it made Will Smith seem um, like a complex human, but also like gave him a credit for like everything he deserves.
2: Yeah. The, the Eddie Murphy sitting down and plotting how to be a Hollywood star going through the top 10 box office winners of, um, Movies of you know whatever last years and putting together formula is like a core Will Smith text. It definitely Mm -hmm. shows up in the profile, Um, and I'll be honest. This piece and what Will Smith shares in it, and what Will Smith shares in the um, memoir, according to the piece and his social media, is like not dissimilar. I think what's great about this profile is both that you do feel like you get a glimpse of a new Will Smith and he's talking about things that he hasn't before, including his father's abuse of his mother when he was a child and also elaborating somewhat on some questions that the world has about his marriage with Jada post red table talk. Um, But this is all very deliberate on the part of Will Smith. Like, my guy still has a plan. He's sharing what he wants to share. He's not sharing what he wants to share. It's all super coordinated. He even, like, talks in the piece about his understanding of Will Smith, the movie star, versus Will Smith, the person, what people expect from him, what he's willing to give, what he's willing to give now that he wasn't willing to give 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Um, But this is a man with a plan. And I I just love a plan and I love a person who's really thinking about these things. So I, I like I was excited about all of the new things that I learned. And I was also sort of like, OK, well, Smith still has it. Like he's still he's adapting and it's like still making his choices, which um, I think is great. Not enough people are making deliberate choices.
0: Yeah, well, he was also like. He studied Kevin Hart social media and he was like, I see what he's doing. I can do that, too. Like, yeah. I, this is a, this is a man who studies. I love mm-hmm. it. I mean, <laughs> he you know, he notes what's successful and then he tries to put his own spin on it and it works. I mean, we, we talked about so many of these moments that are referenced in the in the piece. I mean, his you know, his his uh, weight loss journey on social media. Very relatable.
2: Sure. Even though it turned out to be like sponsored for something. But we were like, we don't sure. even care that we're being sold. things
0: get get that sponsor if you can. I'm trying. I'm going to start tagging all of my pictures with Jumpman23. Um it's just I I don't know. It was it was exciting to have a real celebrity profile, but um I also thought that the way he spoke about um how he wanted to play a, you know, play a slave was was really mm-hmm. in- interesting and important and it, again like just speaks to Will Smith and how much he has a plan and the types of stories he wants to tell and Portray himself. And, you know, I think the thorniest part of the article was when Will Smith was also talking about, like, basically the language you should use for different aspects of the Black Lives Matter movement and um, people calling to defund the police. And I thought, you know, whether I agree or disagree with anything he said, I thought that that also spoke to how Will Smith engages with the world and very much about how you position things. And he even said, like, you know, he does say he supports Black Lives Matter. And I think he says that he um, understands the defund the police movement, but his, the crux of what he wanted to talk about was like how you position it. And he was saying that Black Lives Matter is a great marketing term because there's no way to disagree with it. And I just thought that was like really interesting insight into who he is and how he engages with his world. And and I also think it was brave to be willing to go there. And I also think just because like so many celebrities would avoid that kind of conversation. Right. And it's also really hard to have that in print, not on a podcast without it being completely misconstrued or taken out of context. So I, I thought that was really, really um, noteworthy.
2: Yeah. And he's, he's aware of it, even as he's saying it, like in the lead up to that quote, he's like this, we're getting into pitfall territory and he is, I don't want to say editing, but he's having that meta conversation about how he's talking about it. And as you said, he like uses the word marketing and is sort of aware of the Will Smith who's who's sharing these thoughts and aware of the possible repercussions or the the way that it's going to be taken out of context like th- throughout th- the kicker of the piece is about like the two Will Smiths like Will Smith the movie star and Will Smith the person and he is very conscious of that throughout and I think always has been but it's interesting to watch him updating we're not even updating because that makes it sound like the other was out of date but like evolving what the concept of Will Smith the movie star is. Um, yeah. And absolutely. and how he wants to be in person and and how much of it relates to him as a real person. How much of, you know, what's his concept of like public quote real Will Smith, you know, which is separate from real Will Smith and that's okay. We're all doing um, performances of ourselves in public every day. That's, you know, sure. that's life. I, I I don't mean that in like a, in a negative way. Um, but it's fascinating. There are very few people and very few movie stars who still are trying to be movie stars and still have the understanding of how it works and are, and are keeping up. And I, I was very excited by it. Me
0: too. Me too. Um, should we talk about the Jada marriage stuff?
2: Yeah, they're like, (laughs) yes, I mean, yes. And this is the, this is the most exciting part of, not the most exciting, but this is a notable part of the piece and kind of the last part of the piece, because this is when Will Smith, um, turns it back around on, on Wesley Lowry, the writer, not, not in a like gotcha way, but it's like, you've read the book. What do you think? Wesley Lowry takes the opportunity to say, you know, I had some questions about what you decided to include about your marriage, what you decided to to leave out. And Will Smith does elaborate. Do you feel like you learned a lot more than you learned from the Red Table Talk? No, not at all.
0: Right. Not at all. I Um, just think that in the Red Table Talk, they kind of skirted around the idea of an open marriage and sort of like they talked about jada's quote entanglement close quote with august alcina um as like a one-off and i think this piece just just kind of confirms what many people probably thought or whispered about which is that they both have had you know and maybe you know probably several entanglements and that's part of their relationship that like he basically kind of questions monogamy in, in in the article and But I I think that was, like, kind of implicit
2: in the Red Table Talk
0: anyway. Right. I guess the
2: emphasis here is on Will Smith rather than the the emphasis in the Red Table Talk was on Jada Pinkett Smith's experience. And Will Smith was there as, like, a a famed uh, reactive force, which was immediately gifted into eternity. Um, So... I think it's not that we learn anything particularly new because again, Will Smith like declines to go into a lot of specifics except for the harem thing. Should we talk about that very briefly? Yeah. Okay. So it's not clear whether this is in the book or whether Will Smith just volunteers at some point that he's been working with an intimacy coach. And name Michaela, name Name Michaela. And at some point he shared with this intimacy coach that one of his dreams, like a thing he thought would be really cool would be to have like a harem of 20 girlfriends. And... That, that like followed him around. Right, era. right. And the intimacy coach... There's, a real, the, nomad, there's a real nomadic sure. desert vibe And he's like, it. yeah, and then we would like, to, you know, they would come with me and we take care of them. And the intimacy coach with just a real journalistic flair is like, okay, so let's play that out. Who would be in your harem? And I believe Halle Berry and Misty Copeland are named... Yes. Uh, in the piece. And then the the point of this is that he goes, he like plays the tape out on this dream via intimacy coach, not in real life. They explore like what it would actually mean. And he realizes, oh, actually, no, I don't want that. That is a thing that I haven't examined. But if I actually thought about it, it wouldn't be good. And he's, you know, he begins to understand and separate like various feelings from his, like, big dreams. And like, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's amazing that he just shares this and names names. That's That's pretty good. But that is, like, way more specific than anything that he says about his marriage with Jada. I think it's just – and I don't – it's the impression that in the last section he is talking about things that he hadn't originally planned to share. And I wonder – if he, if that's true, or I wonder if he was like, I, I can share this much and I won't share that much. But it's a, it's it it's great public relations. It
0: really is. I I had two thoughts about that. First of yeah. all, Misty Copeland is already very famous. Sure. However, I felt this was a, a huge a huge name check, and I <laughs> I'm not sure that I would want to be meant when I'm in a, when I'm a like generational talent. Um, incredible dancer, ballet dancer specifically. I'm not sure this is the context in which I would like to be name-checked, but nevertheless, like more people are talking about Misty Copeland today than they were yesterday, probably. So I don't know. I just I felt like that was necessary, even if it is like, uh, while also acknowledging this kind of um disrespectful and uh, in- insistent um, power dynamic that I think very much uh plays into any patriarchal ideas people may have. Nevertheless, I thought that was pretty remarkable. Okay. I shouldn't say nevertheless. I just felt it was a, it was a, dis, it was a dissonance that I really like locked on to. Anyway. Do you think
2: more people are like engaging with ballet as a result? I think more people are Googling Misty Copeland. Okay. Well, I, do you think they're clicking on that YouTube link though? I did, that's just, that would be nice as well.
0: I, anyway. I wish I I wish I had uh, checked that. If you okay. aren't familiar with Misty Copeland, definitely check her out. She's yeah. an incredible, generationally talented uh, dancer. Um she's like the LeBron James of dance. Anyway, there's that. Number 2. I I thought that also the sort of um the specifics around the type of like therapy he's doing, which mm-hmm. is essentially what's going on was really fascinating because we talk about this a lot on this pod, how we support therapy, which we both do, but also how mental health has become like a trope in, um, the celebrity profile world. And I really liked that. This was concrete, even if like somewhat of a flex while also being kind of embarrassing. And I, I just sort of was like, that is the point of therapy is to like, to, you know, interrogate, investigate some of your fantasies and dreams and ideas. And I was like, thanks, Will Smith.
2: This is like a real, a real service. So you liked the illustration of the actual exercise and what we learned at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I think so as well. Again, it's just like a tremendous choice. I I don't know ultimately if it's a wise wise choice to actually name other famous people. But in terms of it was definitely being spoken about. I was pissed at the I was pissed at the Emmys last week
0: when they introduced Adrian Brody as like star of Peaky Blinders and man who once kissed Halle Berry. And it's like, actually, Adrian Brody basically assaulted Halle Berry on stage. Like, sh- like, it's just like Halle Berry is is more than she's just been so
2: sexualized. It sucks. So I, I agree with you. Also, the Emmys were not good, but as that a was, produced show.
0: Yeah, but I was just like come on, like let's do better. And so maybe I should take back what I just said about the Misty Copeland name check cuz again, like these are these are really talented women who are more than just sexual beings Pook should be in a harem. But anyway, it's
2: complicated. It, it was a choice, but knowing Will Smith, I I do think it was deliberate. I just I don't get the sense that this is a man who is sharing things that he doesn't want to be out there. And I could be I wrong, but it and I, seems very precise.
0: I also think it was a a declaration of masculinity and patriarchy in a way. And, or after like coming off of the red table talk stuff and sort of like his sponsored weight journey, I felt like this was sort of like an assertion of, of Will Smith, um, which, you know, many people do in in other ways, but I I thought, and, and so I thought this was a real sort of like reminder of like, I'm, I'm not the meme. I'm not the GIF, I am, like one of the most successful and captivating movie stars of all time. Right. Um, the most bizarre thing to me in this
2: piece. Yeah. Lots of talk about Tom Cruise. Uh, Yes. Multiple name checks.
0: About how he was like his primary rival and sort of like the one career he, he still sort of coveted or kind of like, um, vexed him because Tom Cruise was sort of like the only person who was beating Will Smith at the box office and sort of like his mission impossible run among mm-hmm. them. And then also like rom-coms too. They do have really very similar careers of action movies, but also rom-coms. I just want to say another thing I mentioned in the profile hitch. So, so good. But the main thing not mentioned and it's particularly germane with all the Tom Cruise references is the long rumored and somewhat confirmed, um, Pinkett Smith family involvement with, uh, Sea Org and Scientology. And I just thought that was really notable, not because it necessarily is such a huge part of their lives, but because of the Tom Cruise comparison, because Tom Cruise is the most famous Scientologist. Um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith were rumored to have funded Sea Org, which is like a offshoot of Scientology basically. Um, and then I believe in 2015 they severed ties. I went back and I read Tony Ortega's blog post about this from 2015, and he um, mentioned that Jada Pinkett Smith was the one who was much more involved, and Will Smith was known to kind of just be interested in religion um, and kind of like dabbled here and there. But I I do think like because of the Tom Cruise comparisons, it was notable to me that there was no mention of Scientology or Sea Org.
2: Well, there is one Tom Cruise mentioned that is about how they became friends during a period of... Uh, unnamed difficulty for Tom Cruise. Uh, that's unspecified, but Will Smith references the difficulty. And it, it, you know, it's an anecdote about how Will Smith wants to be friends with people going through their hardest times. And he's like, call me, call me at 2 AM. I just, I really do love Will Smith so much. Um. So yeah, if you know the rumors, it, it obviously stands out and you control F for it. I, Scientology is a, a famously incredibly litigious organization that's uh how they exist and so you know i at some point you do wonder whether the the confirmations and the, like the reporting that out there is enough to, to to take the risk i i have no knowledge of this despite being married to someone who works at gq i'm just kind of guessing but yeah. it does it does stand out i do also wonder whether like do you think those rumors you and i know them because we chronicled them and not chronicled them, but like followed them so closely at the time. But I do wonder whether those are like the things that people are still associating with him.
0: Um, they're probably not. Yeah. Especially because he was never as like front and center as someone like Tom Cruise or Alora prepon or whatever. Right. But, uh, or Leah Remini. Um, but I do think like, if you're taking the long view on Will Smith, which this article does, it is like a a notable bullet point, particularly as it relates to celebrity because yeah, of course. uh, because Scientology is so intertwined with celebrities in LA. So it was just weird, but also, but not, it was like, I guess I shouldn't say weird because, you know, you are correct. Like Scientology is known for being really litigious. And if you're, you know, why? So like, if you don't have hard facts or a quote, you're trying to get in, like, what's the point of doing it? Except for the fact it's so widely discussed. Um, right. So that's, that's the only question, but you know, there's there I, I wouldn't be surprised if like someone like Leah Remini on her show or in one of her various platforms like discussed this at some point or whatnot. So.
2: Sure. The Leah Remini has now made something of a career of being the the former person who discusses these things. So yeah, I, I'm curious whether it comes up of the book in the book. I doubt that it does. I'm yeah. sure that, it, that you can control that through the book as well. And, and there's just no mention, which, you know, doesn't confirm anything other than that. It's not something that Will Smith decided to include it in his book. But yeah, of course, you wonder about it. Um, he seems to really like Tom Cruise. On the other hand, you know, Tom Cruise, major movie star.
0: Also, know, Tom Cruise like is known for being really professional and courteous, except when it comes to COVID versus, <laughs> right? Except,
2: <laughs> Except for when you are the gold standard and Mission Impossible hangs in the balance. Yeah, exactly. Have you been following donors. all the tabloid reports of just Tom Cruise parachuting into random British people's like backyard? Of course, because um, he's doing the Mission Impossible stunts, and then suddenly he just like shows up on somebody's hike or le- needs to land a helicopter in somebody's yard. Incredible, incredible.
0: I feel like if I encounter Tom Cruise randomly, like on a hike or you know on on, on the heath wherever I may be in England. Mm-hmm. I I think I'd be really freaked out. I would just, I wouldn't know what to say. Like I, like I, I like to think that I can usually have a quip for most conversations, but like if Tom Cruise just appeared in front of me, I would, I think I would literally be speechless.
2: And all of the tabloid reports, you know, end with the, the person in question being like, he was so friendly and posed for photographs, which number one suggests that like Tom Cruise is sort of planning these. He's like planning to, I I mean, I believe he's doing his stunts for mission impossible. Because he does all of his stunts. He just jumps out of planes and and stuff. Um, But that he's very affable. It seems like someone might have a hand in how these stories make it into the newspaper. That said, if
0: you also got to wonder if Tom Cruise was like, well, we can't just leave leave everyone hanging on the COVID video, leaked video. Like, let's get (laughs) some good stuff out there. Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, he did go to like every sporting event in England for like a month afterwards, you know, in a a three-piece suit. Oh, but I just, if and Tom Cruise it. quite literally fell out of the sky in front of you, would your first response be like, hey, man, let's get a picture? <laughs> maybe. I'd be like, it hey, went. selfie? I, I think maybe. I, in a million years, I mean, it's, it's not my first instinct to be like, hey, selfie with anybody, let alone a celebrity. My instinct is to, ha- to run away. Um, like, if I met Will Smith, I don't know what I would do. I would be so excited and overwhelmed that I probably wouldn't be able to speak. Um, I kind of don't I don't like to meet these people, but especially if someone's dropping out from the sky, I don't know if I'm going to be like, hey, you know, just like hunch in real quick. Good for these people, though, I guess. Make the most of your encounter.
0: Pixar didn't happen. Here's the thing. I feel like it would be a flattering photo because Tom Cruise is so short. So (laughs) but how close can you get in covid, you know? you're outside I don't know is is Mr. COVID protocol I'm not sure it's a great question I would love I would absolutely love for Tom Cruise to just drop down in front of me I again I would be speechless but it would be so funny and I would definitely get to be in like the sun which would be a high and a low watermark for the year so okay
2: (laughs) shall we move on yeah I've I think I would pick Will Smith over Tom Cruise. Oh my the, God. In a surprise selfie situation. Yes, I definitely
0: agree. Also, this picture wanna... would be more fun. Will Smith would have long arms to take a good selfie pick. It yeah. would be great.
2: And uh, just like social media savvy, he gets it. I just want to say one thing before we go on, because obviously he is campaigning for an Oscar. I. I've become very nervous that he's going to become the Jennifer Lopez of, in Hustlers of 2021. And I don't think that's true just because of how the best actor race is shaping up. And he is the, the lead of the movie instead of supporting role. And people loved King Richard at the festivals. I haven't gotten to see it yet. But I like. I will absolutely be a one woman, you know, outside the Academy Museum protesting. Uh pr- Live if Will Smith doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, I need this. Amanda, who else is in the race? Right now, I think it's Will Smith. I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch for the Jane Campion movie The Power of the Dog. Peter Dinklage maybe? He's in a Joe Wright movie of a Joe Wright adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac, which is apparently like a musical and like going for it. Oh no. Um I
0: was like I, I was like Joe I, I like Joe Wright movies, but Me too. With, but it's like it's oh a real no.
2: 50-50 situation at this point. Who else am I not thinking of in Best Actor?
0: Actors do love Dinklage, but actors also love Will Smith. That's tough. Hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I those are the main three right now. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Um you know, Kenneth Branagh directed Belfast, which won mm. at Toronto, and I think Jamie Dorman Dornan is in that, but really I think there's like a kid who's the star of that movie again another movie I haven't seen so I I'm hopeful I'm hopeful but I just I, we need to think positive thoughts for Will Smith that's where I am
0: I'm on board I I don't think I've been this positive about anything in in months perhaps okay. years. okay I mean in terms of this profile of my yeah. friend Will Smith I it's sure. fun fun guy this episode is brought to you by eBay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it
1: Has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: Um... Can I share just one personal story? Sure, please. Never mind. I was on top of celebrity. I was on a flight over the weekend flying from Los Angeles to New York. Flying unpleasant. The person next to me was watching a movie that I didn't I, I was not aware of, but it had so many fucking famous people in it. I was like, How is this a movie? And how did no one I know see it? And it was like honestly shocking. And I it was like, I'm gonna list this, the actors, and I want you to tell me if you know who was in it, because if you know this movie, because I okay. was so surprised. And that all of these people ended up in one film, and I was just like, "Did I miss this? Like, what happened?" But it's Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Jeremy Strong, aka Kendall Roy, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, the gentleman, the gentleman. Yeah, I was like, this "What was, the fuck is this?" Is this this one of the
2: last movies I saw in a screening um, before uh, lockdown. Well, it's available on Delta right now. And I was like, oh, my God. And
0: then Henry Golding was in it. And
2: I was like, Henry Golding? Yeah. yeah I was and like, wow, so many attractive men. What was and, it like on set? And Michelle Dockery. Yes. And yeah, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. I, I can't say that I recommend this movie, but it's but if you want to see Hugh Grant just doing like a incredible non-Hugh Grant accent, why not? I was just, I
0: was flummoxed by this. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this movie? I, I like, I somehow missed it. Anyway, you can carry on,
2: but that's a lot, okay. of, a lot of star power in one bad movie. That's true. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't really convert it to, to, to something that you would want to see, but that's okay. Couldn't land the plane.
0: Yeah. Um, next, just a brief stop on, in Benifer Island. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some photos of them wearing like. I would say deep fall outfits on a warm, warm, early fall weekend in Madison Square Park in New York. And they just the photos just looked really staged. And I continue to be confused about their photo moments. Um, But, you know, they they carry on. Seems like it's going well.
2: Yes, they're very staged. But are they I mean, I guess they are staged and then they're posing also. For the staging, it's not just like a you know like a fake candid situation. Um, I believe that they were in New York for the Global Citizen Live event, Mm -hmm. which I don't know very much about except I believe Jennifer Lopez performed there, and also Harry and Meghan were there, also in fall outfits uh, despite the weather. Here's what I want to say, in defense of everybody, dressing right now in New York was always just like such a perplexing time because it's definitely fall, but it's definitely 80 degrees.
0: Yes. Yesterday was hard. I was, I left the house in a long dress and a, like a jean
2: shacket. And mm-hmm. by the time I came home four hours later, it was hot. So. Yeah. And it's also like, if you're traveling from the West coast, you're only, I mean, you could check a weather report. That's one thing, but if you plan your outfits in advance, I don't know. It's, well, it's ben, a ben real. F, like doesn't ever dress
0: seasonally or appropriately. I mean, he's like dressed for fall every day in Los Angeles. So that's true. standard for him. I just, I just like, why did they do this? I guess that they're just like, we're going to get photographed. We might as well give the people what they want. That's the only thing I can come up with. Otherwise, I just don't know what's going on
2: here. I I don't really know either. I mean, Ben Affleck does have a few movies coming out this fall. Um, and Jennifer Lopez has just many different careers to promote at all times. Maybe they were promoting, you know, the Global Citizens Live event, which has something to do with advocating for vaccinations, which I'm like a hundred percent for. So of I I don't I don't get it either. They definitely seem to be regularly posing for the paparazzi, but maybe it gives them a bit more control. Maybe that's what it is.
0: I think that's it. Otherwise, there's just no answer. Yeah. All right. More paparazzi photos that I that made me go, huh? Not sure about that. Okay. I believe this is the second time that Angelina Jolie and The Weeknd have been (laughs) photographed together. The second time being leaving Giorgio Baldi wearing masks Getting into cars to go allegedly to go to his Bel Air home. Uh, I think this was last night in mm-hmm. in uh, the Pacific Palisades or Santa Monica, right on the ocean. What was the first time they hung out? They were also spotted at Giorgio Baldi. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So Giorgio Baldi was the recipient of a New York Times Style section piece not too long ago about being a hot spot for celebrities. Rihanna goes there. Celebrities do go there all the time mm-hmm. and frequently not photographed. And so. To exit and very clearly have their mask on properly outside. I was just like, oh, what's going on here?
2: I think one time you can go to Giorgio Baldi as celebrities and just be at Giorgio Baldi because that's what celebrities do. The second time that you're photographed together at Giorgio Baldi, you know, chew, chew in this case is a trend. And the the way that I knew this was something is cuz my husband came into the kitchen yesterday and was like, "Why didn't you tell me about Angelina Jolie in the weekend?" like very angrily. And I was like, I, listen, I'm sorry. I, did, I you're right that a second Giorgio Baldi date does suggest that they are at least trying to insinuate to the public that they are possibly sleeping together." Um, but it's it it is a just a very it is the like Celebrity equivalent of the like in a relationship on Facebook or whatever, you know, they like absolutely decided to declare the declare it. We've decided to declare declare it. I I noticed a few other things
0: about these photos. Sure, most most important is that um, Angelina Jolie was wearing black stockings, like not tights, like pantyhose, like with like a sort of a kitten pointy toe shoe. It was like Mm -hmm. very like working girl, honestly, and. I just found this shocking. I love it. Like, I have to say, like, I was like, yes, Angelina, do it up. Do you like it's like going full royal basically. But I was like, that is probably the first time in quite some some while that someone's worn kitten heels and stockings to Giorgio Baldi in the month of September.
2: Yeah. Her style is fascinating to me. She's like always wearing neutral, tailored, like slightly like power business lady, but sexy clothes at, at with like elegant coats at all hours, seasons, whatever.
0: It's, it's really weird. I like it. It's like, she's just kind of always dressed to be like the prime minister's wife. It's not even like right. first lady style. Yes. It's like it's like prime minister w- wife. I don't sure. know. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not talking to Sam. Like it's like more Sam cam than it is. Bojo's, uh, wife. Whose name I forget at the moment. Anyway, I just thought that was really weird. And I don't know. I don't believe this for one second. I hope they're having fun. If they are sleeping together, That's wonderful for both of them. And if they're enjoying it. But there's so much bad press about Angelina and Brad right now that I have to think there's a distraction factor going
1: on.
2: Yes. Again, going to Giorgio Baldi for a second time and being photographed is intentional in celebrity language. It's and probably it is exactly what it is, which they've gone to Giorgio Baldi twice. And, you know, whatever. Things happen after that, happen after that. And again, that's great for everybody. But I do agree that it is. She is in a press war, among other things. Uh, and so she and has always been intentional about this stuff. So this this seems intentional.
0: Giorgio Baldi, very far from Los Feliz, where Angelina Jolie lives. So. Well, that's
2: didn't you say that they were going back to his Bel Air home? That's what's said in the Daily Mail. Yeah. That's another detail that I'm just some to right of that. Angelina Jolie and the weekend should go on a date on the East Side near her Los Feliz home. Wow, great question. Um, huh.
0: So does it does it have to be is it like a is it a place like I would actually recommend for a date or what should it serve the same purpose as Giorgio It Gorgio should serve Baldi the same situation? purpose as
2: Giorgio Baldi. Okay.
0: Um
2: hmm.
0: Maybe like Ke or um like moza
2: yeah i guess moza that makes sense because you drive down and there's like a lot of there's a lot of control okay. i guess
0: i guess also just like slightly closer at first i was like is that craig's but craig's is way too skinny for angelina Jolie. she's yes. too noisy for her in there she couldn't do it but like maybe Olivetta, which is um newish it started by this woman and her husband marissa and matt hermer i know them because they were on ladies of london um maybe Olivetta, that's in west hollywood um oh what's the um sushi place you went
2: to for your birthday on la cienega matsuhisa Matsuhisa, where i I and i have seen i've been to matsuhisa twice in my life once for my birthday and once i can't remember why but it's not part of my regular itinerary like, or budget. Let me just put it that way. I think Matsuhisa is my pick. But the other time I went to Matsuhisa, besides my birthday, I did see The weekend and Selena Gomez together on a There you week. go. Yeah. And also Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. And the Gwyneth Paltrow thing was just like, it wasn't like she walked by me and I saw her. We were just sitting there at dinner and I just had this weird sixth sense. And I was just like, I must've like heard her laugh or something. And I was just like, Gwyneth is here. I can feel it. I can like feel the vibrations. And then she was, and it was pretty overwhelming. Matsuhisa gets the job done. That's my yeah. pick. Okay. I mean, it's it's not the Still closest. Far. Yeah. No. But it's closer than Giorgio Baldi.
0: But there's not really a there like there are plenty of like sceney places on the on the east side, but they don't they don't serve the same purpose as Giorgio Baldi. Like exactly. all the time is really we were very early to it. So popular celebrities now, Harry Styles and Livia Wilde, et cetera. But it's right. not the same vibe. It doesn't does doesn't capture the same essence well, of celebrities. There's just
2: not as much privacy possible. Yeah. Um it doesn't cater to being photographed and then being hidden in the same way that a lot of these places do. You
0: kind of have to have been around in the nineties for it to work. Like for yeah. the restaurant. I feel like yes. that's a key, a key part of it. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. A, ti- a time, a time standing tradition of celebrity. Agree. All right. Last topic, Brittany update, lots of Brittany news this week.
2: Um, yeah. And we're sort of in like midstream of it. So I think we can, there, there've been many documentaries. I was able to watch the New York times documentary, I have not yet seen the Netflix Aaron Lee Carr documentary that, but I've read some blog posts about it, which I don't know whether that's useful or not, but this is all in the run-up to the conservatorship hearing on September 29th, which I believe it's expected that Britney Spears is going to file to, well, I I think Jamie Spears is going to file to, or expected to file to end the conservatorship and she's expected to file to have him removed, or maybe it's vice versa, but I don't think he's filing to have himself removed. i'm not it's it's expected to be a big deal um and for maybe there to be some kind of concrete steps forward as a result of it, though as always, the conservatorship and the timelines and the 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 legal intricacy of it all has both been a a good chunk of the problem and also continues to be like slightly confusing
0: right, right, right so Also, there's still continued, like, debate or confusion over her Instagram. Like, she posted yesterday that so much is not new, but then it was taken down, reposted, and edited.
2: Yeah. And again, it's one of those things where it's, like, the caption is giving all the info, and then she's, like, doing a video about not speaking, which they seem to think is the right format. But I I do find a bit strange.
0: And she was wearing white for, like, new beginnings, as, as it said in the caption. Right it's all just very strange. It's um, it, it continues to be hard to keep up with, but it does, it does seem like, um, you know, this, the attention she's received from the media has put pressure on some of the legal aspects of this. And without really, question. Yeah. And that's, that is like pretty remarkable. It also just speaks to how unjust the justice system can be. And like that, you know, Britney Spears is the, is the beneficiary of of successful outside forces, but like it's just like really appalling. And yeah, I, there have been a number of articles lately about just how broken the conservatorship laws and system is, and it's definitely true.
2: Completely, and I, as I said, I did get to watch the second New York Times documentary, which was about it, kind of explaining the functioning of the conservatorship or or what they could, and it speaks to a few people who were previously or who I suppose still aren't under NDA, but like felt more comfortable speaking publicly now as a result of all of the coverage, you know, and, and detailed some horrifying allegations about her security team and uh, the level of surveillance that she was under. I responsibly have to say that that they've denied that, but, and just kind of what it was like in terms of her day-to-day life and the people she was interacting with but they also did get a lot of court documents previously sealed court documents that they read and just the 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 interactions between the judges and the lawyers and everybody besides actually britney spears to me were quite galling and as you said it really does this seems both a a window into conservatorships in the United States and also just like a really specific, complicated, super ugly pop star case all at once, you know? Um, But it is, this, this stuff is pretty shocking and it seems very clear that Britney has been working or trying to end this arrangement for many years. And at some point, the public attention and airing of what's going on is, is kind of what forced everybody's hands, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. It does also seem like we are now in that everybody is going to, you know, make their, have their media moment to share what they did or didn't experience or did or didn't do, or did or didn't feel, which, you know, it, as you mentioned, she like sort of commented and not on them on Instagram, but sort of didn't. And it does feel like once again, like there is this like whole flurry around her that because of previous experiences I think makes people queasy but I mean it's fascinating I it certainly seems like all of the media attention is what's made a change
0: yeah I think of my question and I don't know if this will ever be answered or if there is an answer is like what does Britney want because she does seem uncomfortable with the attention and not that she should want it or whatever but I'm just sort of like I I wonder what the path forward is for her like will she want to perform will she you know like does she want to continue to be a in the music industry. Like, I don't know. And I'm sort of curious to see what happens.
2: Yeah. I mean, it does seem like she's engaged and happy to be engaged. And her fiance has also been posting a little bit about the documentaries, which is sort of interesting. Um, but it seems like he's not allowed to comment too much, but a bit more than she is. She is anyway. Um, Thursday is obviously going to be the big thing. Right. Um, And we will be watching that. Sure thing. Come come back to Ringer Dish for updates. Yeah. Um,
0: last note of the day. Yeah. Alana Haim, mm-hmm. the youngest Haim mm-hmm. of the band Haim. I'm saying it wrong. It's Haim. She is the star of Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie, co-starring Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman, and Bradley Cooper and the internet's love, Benny Safdie. And um, you know, a couple weeks ago I noticed that that the at baby Haim account on Instagram had come back. And I was like, "Oh, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why. And now I know why it's because she's, she's breaking out to her own s- actress career. Several people asked me how I felt about this, including mm-hmm. you, Amanda. So I mm-hmm. guess I am noted for having opinions on the Haim sisters. And I'm not interested in the movie. I like Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson, but uh, I'm not looking forward to this movie. What do you think? Okay.
2: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to this movie. It it has absolutely nothing to do with Alana Heim being in it. Uh, I don't have a relationship to her. I liked that one Heim album that they made like what eight years ago. It's pretty yeah, good. Got
0: a lot of great songs. Fubt is one of my is is a real banger from the Women in Music Part Three album. That's okay. I
2: I don't know that one. I just know the one album that they made that I listened to a lot while while driving, and I know that they all used to wear middle parts. But I I think because I don't have such a hugely fraught... um I don't want to say fraught, but I haven't invested a lot of time exploring my relationship to the High Am sisters and didn't know that she was in this movie until I watched the trailer. You know, another funny thing is obviously Paul Thomas Anderson is one of the great directors of his generation and certainly has a very strong fan base. And so this trailer has been playing at exclusively at the New Beverly which is a Quentin Tarantino owned like movie theater local cinema that um does a lot of revival stuff in Los Angeles. So you had to go to this one movie theater in order to see the movie for like 2 weeks. And so then there were a lot of blogs about like what was in the trailer that you could read. And I I was not participating on that level either as a, as a person reading blogs about trailers. I just waited for the trailer, but I think Paul Thomas Anderson is one of the greats. I think this movie looks wonderful. I am pro people making good movies and spending time on their movies and releasing them as opposed to not spending time on their movies and then making me slog through them. And I also think Bradley Cooper is going to be in this movie for like nine minutes total, but there'll be a great nine minutes. So <laughs> I am going with an open heart, but I think it's okay if you don't want to invest your time this way. I, th- I thought you were going to mention that PTA
0: was um, PTA's mom, I think was Alina Hyam and her sister's music teacher.
2: Well, I didn't, I don't think that I knew that. I knew that he oh. had directed um, several of their yes. music videos. I, you know, the they connection. all are from the Valley and they've all been kind of central to keeping the visual, mythology of the valley alive. Se- sepia tones, yeah. Yeah. PTA more so than the Heim Sisters. I think they were just they kind of benefited from sure. his contribution the, there. Jumped on the boogie nights uh sure. bandwagon. Sure.
0: Um I'm open to it, you know? Okay. Okay. Give me good movies. Sure. Sure, sure. I mean also Cooper Hoffman's exciting. I hope he's a good actor. Yeah. I mean, he only needs to be half as good as his father to be to be good. Right. So great all right well we'll report back when we finally see this movie with the disgusting title of licorice pizza (laughs) (laughs) gross well thank you to john Kerma for producing this week's jam session hope you all enjoyed it and we will be back next week and there will be britney updates so uh stay tuned